Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Women's Football Success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. And thank you, thank you, thank you again for being here. Today's episode is 1912. It's going to be airing on March 27th. So as of this airing, we will be two weeks from first week of games in the Women's Football Alliance. Super exciting time. Everybody's getting ready for the 2019 season. So real quick. Once again, I want to give a disclaimer. My name is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. Not only am I co-owner of the Dallas Elite Women's Football Team, but I'm also an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas. Any of the information that I provide to you guys on this radio show or digital or print material having to do with women's football is all business information only and does not create an attorney-client relationship between us. Therefore, if you have an issue that is legal in nature, contact an attorney with experience in the type of law that you have an issue in, in the jurisdiction where you um, have the issue. With that being said, I want to share with you. So last week I talked about kind of the logistics, community involvement, selling tickets, and continuing to fundraise. Now we're getting down to the wire here. Um, We're just two weeks out from the first game. So we also talked about last week and the week before about uh, scrimmaging and uh, uniforms coming in. Everybody should be finalizing, uh, getting all those things done. But I wanted to share today just a few final, I guess, loose ends or things that um, we hadn't shared so far with regards to women's football. So I'm going to talk about today um, a little bit more about tickets. I talked about the selling of tickets last week. But I wanted to get into the details. I always set things up as kind of a beginner, intermediate, advanced, or basic, intermediate, growing, starting your business, running your business, growing your business. And there's a couple different things that you can do with regards to tickets. So um, last week we talked about the number of ticket sales and how to sell the tickets. That's great. But I wanted to share with you Some uh, teams, when they first start out as women's football teams, do a couple of different things with regards to tickets, and it basically kind of goes by your budget. So I've had teams in the past, and there's teams still now, that basically just go get a roll of tickets, maybe at a uh, even a dollar store or a Staples. Um, If you don't think that you're going to sell you know, hundreds and thousands of tickets, you, well, even if you are going to sell hundreds of tickets, you may just want to get one of those big rolls um, of the two-sided tickets to where people come in, they pay their money, you give them a ticket and you keep a ticket. The other option is um, we've had in the past where teams actually print up on eight and a half by 11 uh, card stock, have it printed at like an office max, And then they have it cut into whatever their ticket sizes they want to be, typically eight, um, four or five up on a sheet of paper. Four makes it about a little bit more than a two-inch ticket. Uh, So that is perfectly okay. Um, Way back in the day, in the first, first beginning years, we did that with the 
uh, Lone Star Mustangs and the Little Rock Wildcats and the Tulsa Eagles. Uh, we actually, Tulsa Eagles, we printed up um, on, I think it was green cardstock. No, 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 no. It was a either white or a maroon cardstock, if I remember correctly. And then the um, Little Rock Wildcats was yellow and black. So we did a yellow cardstock with a black print. And the Lone Star Mustangs was actually a gold, shiny cardstock. We cut the tickets, had the Office Max cut the tickets in specific sizes. And then we actually had a numbering machine that we would number each ticket, once on the top part and once on the bottom part, so the numbers corresponded, and um, and then handed out tickets that way. Now, that was what I consider like the intermediate way to do tickets. Now, today, there are many other ways to actually have professional tickets made for half the cost of actually doing that. Now, the issue is two things. Um, if you have run out of time to print tickets, or if you are looking for a quantity less than a ticket provider is wanting to print for you, then you may just want to do the cardstock and print them yourself or the roll of tickets. Those are different options um, with regards to tickets. Um, nowadays, like I said, 10 years later, you can actually get some tickets printed for as little as $50, $60, $70 for your whole season's worth of tickets. Now, I don't recommend handing those out before the games and not knowing where those are or are accountable for. Um, but I do recommend pre-selling tickets as much as you can and getting those ticket sales done. We have ours set up through the internet so people can go to our uh, website and purchase directly from each player. We actually set that up as one of our fundraisers, each player. Um, sells a certain amount of tickets, um, and they can also sell additional tickets to raise additional funds. So those are pretty much the three ways of doing um, tickets, producing the tickets. Other things that I wanted to talk about for today, because we're just two weeks out from first games happening in the Women's Football Alliance, I wanted to talk about some sideline items, some locker room items, and some kind of finishing up these loose ends. I really want to make sure that teams in advance create printed rosters of your team and the other team as much as you possibly can before the game because game day is a very, very busy time. Even if the game starts at 7, you typically get to the game field about 4 or 4.30 you're going nonstop from about 8 o'clock in the morning until about 4.30 in the afternoon, getting everything, making sure everything's done, double-checking things. So you want to have those rosters printed like the week or two in advance, okay? We talked about uh, last week and the week before about setting up kind of a, um, we have it set up an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, what happens? The national anthem people go here. The water goes here. The tickets go here. The money goes here. The money for the announcers goes here. The game day music goes here. So we have it all listed out, but it does take some time in the beginning to get that done. So I'm going to share with um, the Women's Football Alliance 
um, a couple checklists that I have available for getting ready for game day, okay? So that'll be on the, the WFA site. Now, additional sideline things that I particularly try to make sure that I uh, spend a lot of time is pickle juice, uh, first aid kit, um, wet rags. So what we typically do is we get some uh, rags. Uh, you can get them from the, you can get rags from where, anywhere. Walmart is fine. I typically get the um, washcloth size rags and have them in cool water on the sidelines. Um, it really does help as the day goes on um, to have those ready to go. Pickle juice. Nobody can say enough about pickle juice. You know, when people are having cramps on the sidelines, that's always important. Pedialyte. Uh, we always have a couple of jugs of Pedialyte on the sideline. Typically, it's important for people to have a little bit of that before the game. So that's good. But we always have some there available at game. Um, the sideline washcloths, I typically have like in a little cooler of some sort. Um, I have these small coolers that I use on the sideline, so those are really good. I also think that you should have three to five ice packs on the sidelines for games. That's always important. On the first aid kit, we've talked a little bit about the first aid kit before, but um, I recommend having two of the first aid kits from Sam's Club is a good one. Um, and then, of course, your... Um, Sideline doctor typically has a more extensive uh, bag ready for game day. But I typically have those two sideline kits available to go to the home and the away games. Okay. So that pretty much sums that up. Locker room items. Um, I talked a little bit about it last week, but um, typically, and I don't think it's written down anywhere, but typically... In women's football, the home team provides oranges and bananas or apples and oranges and bananas for the away team and the home team. Typically, we have them in the locker room. We talked about that last week about whether we put them on the in the locker room or on the sideline. And I gave you an example of how uh, we do it and kind of the timeline that goes into that. Other things that you want to make sure that you have on the sideline are extra um, mouthpieces, extra chin guards, maybe even an extra jersey if somebody's jersey gets ripped, uh, shoelaces. I mean, we we have a extra little kit. We even have extra snaps for the helmets just in case a snap comes off or something. And then let's talk a little bit about the sideline radios. Again, 10 years ago, radios were thousands of dollars. And so a lot of times we had these walkie-talkie type radios that we put into our ear and stuff. Today we have more advanced um, headsets for our, our radios. Some teams use them, some teams do not. I know that in the WFA, the Women's Football Alliance, that this year tablets on the sidelines are okay. So... People can see pictures sent down to them from a camera or website um, on the sideline instantly. So that's pretty cool. I think that's a pretty cool uh, new rule in the books about the tablets on the sideline. 
So basically, this these next two weeks is getting that stuff together, making sure everybody has their uniforms, uniforms, making sure that you have all the sideline stuff. I start to pack it up into boxes so that we can keep all the sideline boxes together, all the um, locker room boxes together, all the concession stand boxes together. And that way, there's no question as it gets to game day where everything is at. This next two weeks is also a great time to do your team photos. Um, you should be getting your uniforms in if you haven't gotten them already. Some teams distribute them immediately. Some teams hand those out to the players um, before the photos. I think it's very important to get a team photo at the very, very beginning for two reasons. Sometimes uniforms get dirty and messy and stained or whatever. But also sometimes as if somebody gets injured, then they no longer come to a practice or come to a game or whatever. And therefore you lose um, them in the pictures for the, the beginning picture. So those are things that uh, we're dealing with. And I know teams throughout uh, the WFA are working on for the coming weeks. Real quick. I want to stress that continued community involvement is important and continued fundraising is important. So a lot of times teams think that, oh, because the season started that we're done fundraising. What happens is, like I talked about before, is as you get, we typically evaluate it at week four or game four. If we are uh, working well and we have a good um, record at that point, then we begin our fundraising efforts for the postseason and make sure that we um, get as much funding as possible to make the uh, cost of travel less and less for players. That is our goal. So that continues happening. Um, let me come over here. I wanted to share a couple things. Um, Sorry, I am all thumbs. There we go. It's right there. Bam. Okay. So I want to share with you guys a couple things that are going on in women's football. I'll tell you um, more and more announcements of women um, getting coaching positions in the NFL. Um, super exciting. It's it's wonderful to hear these opportunities for the women that want to potentially have coaching positions in the NFL. It is a great, uh, it's great to see that things are coming to fruition. You know, people that have dreams of doing those things um, are actually, um, are actually getting a chance to do them, right? We are sitting at, let me see where I'm at. So there's a couple announcements in the WFA this week, not only, um, where are we at on numbers? We are at 18,500 people following. But I also want to share, let me see if I can find it. Just um, a couple, I don't know, a couple hours ago, the NFL Films has announced a lifetime of Sundays celebrating legendary women in the NFL. Um, so that's going to be really, really cool for 
the WFA because um, all of the women that have been moving in different directions in women's football um, have played in the WFA at some time or another. I wanted to share also, everybody is putting out their um, team posters for their upcoming season. I got right here, uh, Kansas City versus Minnesota Vixen. Uh, that's coming up April 6th at 7 p.m. There's another, uh, just a couple days ago, a great article was done on the Wisconsin Dragons. And um, I don't like to get too, too much into um, all the games. I guess for this first week, I'll go ahead and announce a bunch of the games that are getting ready to happen. Um, but I, but a couple things that I want to announce. Um, on March 22nd, it was announced the Slam Football makes its return to 2019, the St. Louis Slam. Um, they were, they've been around for years and years and years, and um, they took some time off and are coming back. So that is super cool. I think that that's really special to show that they are coming back. Um, and then, of course, everybody's heard this week that uh, two female coaches were added to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers staff, uh, full-time staff, actually paid coaches. Um, not just interns, but paid coaches. So that is awesome, spectacular uh, movement in in for women in football um, just this year. So shout out to women's football. I wanted to share with you. I'm going to come over here real quick. Hold on, just a second. Let me go over here, and going to go schedule. Everybody is getting ready for the coming weeks. I don't know if there's a team in women's football that um, is, is taking a, a, a couple hours off, but I'll tell you, there's some really, really good game. Uh, week one in the WFA even is a, a fantastic week. Um, again, we have 70 teams. Let's see here. Uh, and we have a ton of games going on. So um, any information that you can get, is all here on WFAProFootball.com. By the way, I'm not sure if you saw this. Uh, Planet Fitness partnered with the WFA. Super excited about that. Um, shout out to Planet Fitness offering uh, the WFA players, coaches, and staff um, some savings on working out uh, throughout the year. So real quick, um, Boston Renegades go to Tampa Bay. That's going to be, that's a good game. Uh, Richmond Black Widows go to Baltimore. Cleveland at Pittsburgh Passion. Indy at Toledo. That's a good one. Uh, Grand Rapids Tidal Waves at Capital City. Both newer teams. Uh, Cincinnati Sizzle at Music City. Knoxville Lightning at Derby City. Jacksonville Dixie Blues. Um, and the Orlando Anarchy, both uh, longstanding teams. Daytona Wave Runners at South Carolina Smash. St. Louis Slam is back, like we said, at Arkansas Wildcats. Wisconsin Dragons at Columbus Vanguard. 
Acadiana Zydeco at the Houston Power first week. A Tulsa Threat at Iowa Phoenix. Arlington Impact will be at the Camo County. That one's a hard one still for me. Camo County. Um, Arlington is and Camo. We both play those as the Dallas Elite. Houston Energy will be at Austin Outlaws. Tacoma Trauma will be at Portland Fighting Shockwave. South Oregon will be at Seattle Spartans. And that's uh, that'll be an exciting game. Shout out to the, the Seattle Spartans. Talk to them quite often. Utah Blitz will be at the Oregon Hawks. Mile High Blaze at the Rocky Mountain Thundercats. That's uh, Colorado Springs. Rio Grande Heat will be at Las Cruces. Nevada Storm at the Eastern Sierra. Cali War at Kern County Crusaders. Ventura Wolfpack at Phoenix Phantoms. The Main Mayhem will be at the New York Knockouts. Minnesota, like I said, will be at Kansas City. Mississippi Royalty at Tennessee Diamondbacks. Inland Empire will be at Sin City Trojans. And the Columbus Comets will be at Detroit Dark Angels. So huge, huge things going on in the WFA just less than two weeks away. We are ready to get this season started. And um, it's going to be a great season, guys. I think that um, a lot of teams have stepped it up. I think a lot of teams are... Um, you know, we're able to evaluate last year what they either didn't get done or still wanted to accomplish or some things that they didn't know how to do last year that they're um, able to do this year. So I'm really excited to see what happens in the WFA this year. Um, I've talked to uh, several teams and worked with them, talked to them about different suggestions, ideas, and strategies to um whether it's operational, whether it's game day, whether it's fundraising, whether it's growing their business. We've talked to several teams and tried to help teams um, get better, be better, um, just use the knowledge and kind of have a quicker learning curve than what we did with women's football. Um, you know, the first year that we had a team, um, we we actually started practices in September, and by the time we got to games, my husband knows the exact count, but we had had like 100 and some practices before our first game. So um, at the end of each year, it's very, very important to sit down and evaluate what went wrong, what went right, um, what you want to change, what you want to improve, and then implement those things. So... Um, just like I talked to my consulting clients about, you know, it's great to have a business plan. You know, it's great to have this plan that you've put together, but it's really about the action plan, the action of actually doing it that makes a difference. So you can have this plan to be on so many radio shows, but to actually get out there and do it is, is the big action that has to happen. And um, in the coming weeks, I'm going to share with you some some struggles of some teams and, and what they've tried to do and what they're uh, working on doing. And I think that uh, people will be surprised at how teams have battled adversity, uh, 
battled challenges and really um, created some positive good things out of it. With that being said, let me get back here real quick. There's a couple other things I wanted to do a shout out. Shout out. So there's a lot of players that came back from Team USA in Cancun. Um, they they talked about what a great experience that was. And um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of different uh, groups coming up on Facebook and social media. I'm not sure if uh, they're legit or not, but the idea is to get more and more information out about women's football. The big thing about that, guys, is if you are an entity that is putting out information about women's football, it needs to be true information. You know, we talk about fake news and the politics and stuff, but we really need to be spreading true news about women's football. And um, that's not necessarily happening on all fronts. So it's very, very important to make sure that people are getting um, the true story about women's football. And, and I'm sure that in the coming weeks that those legitimate stories will be, will be shared and will be coming out um, so that teams can um, celebrate women's football instead of hiding behind um, some of the um, incorrect stories that are out there. But I'm sure it'll come out. I have no doubt. Um, women's football is, is a, a strong group of ladies, and they really uh, band together when things get serious. Shout out. Everybody knows that the uh, championship is going to be held in uh, Golden, Colorado. And uh, we'll be sharing some news about that. Uh, win of the uh, Mile High Blaze has been hardworking on the uh, details of the championship game. And um, it's from what it sounds, um, she's doing a great, great job of getting things done there with the uh, championship. Other than that, I think that we are rocking and rolling um, when it comes to women's football. And we're going to see. Um, sorry, I just came up here and said Bud Light Women's Football League. And I was curious what that was. But um, the other thing I wanted to share, let me go back here. So I don't know. Oh, nope, it's going to play me some volume there. Hold on. I don't want to hear that right now. Um, another thing that I wanted to share with you guys about the WFA. Bam. We are about to hit 20,000 likes on our Facebook page. So uh, family, friends, players, staff need to get out there and like and follow the WFA page so that we can get over 20,000 likes. The other big announcement that just went out is the WFA YouTube site has been monetized. We hit so many uh, followers that it is now a monetized site. Super cool, right? So now the WFA can make money for um, any of the videos and stuff that are put on the YouTube site. 
I just want to share her anything that I missed here. Um, Adidas. Yeah, anybody that didn't see the Adidas commercial um, that featured the WFA teams, the Mile High Blaze and the Cali War, um, you can see that on YouTube anytime you want. This year is a year for women in football. This is the year to strive to get the message out there and let people know about what's going on in women's football. I just want to share with you guys, um, we have less than two weeks left. We're getting ready to rock and roll. Once the, once the season gets started, all of a sudden you blink and it's over. So make sure that you embrace and you enjoy the... Um, season understand that as a women's football team you only have a few opportunities in this season um, to make money you know game day we have four home games um, teams don't make money at the away games it usually costs them money to go there so it's very very important for you to embrace those home games and really um put a lot of effort and time into uh, how to become a profitable business. Now, um, I am willing to share any and all the information with the WFA teams um, so that they can get better and better and um, use the information as, as they see fit. Um, I never profess to be the know-all be-all of women's football. Um, some of the ideas that I share have come from other teams that, you know, maybe want to share it, but don't want to, you know, talk about or, or present it out there to the public. So um, we share those ideas for not only the teams to make money, but for all the players to make money. Uh, because ultimately, um, it would be really cool if we could get uh, players to get paid to play football. Um, but that's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of time. And uh, But we will get there. We will get there. Um, so I'm really excited about this season. I hope you guys um, are getting ready for uh, this season because it's going gonna, it's gonna to go really, really fast. But I hope you enjoy it. A lot of teams have put a lot more effort in this year. And I think we're really, really going to push ahead um, and create some new numbers for the WFA uh, are my goal. And like I said before, my goal is to help uh, create less forfeits, um, less uh, games that teams don't show up for. So I'm hoping that um, the efforts in the off season um, have been able to do that. And I'm excited to see what happens in women's football this year. You guys have a great week. I'll be talking on another radio show here in uh, tomorrow. So I will do a shout out for women's football. And I hope you guys have a wonderful time getting ready for this next two weeks in women's football. Feel free to contact me through Facebook, social media, or my direct emails. And then also go to Women's Football Success for all the resources on women's football. You guys have a great week. Um, just keep pressing away and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
Dame, dame, dame. 